0: So the mental health power attorney, like I said, is very narrow. So it deals with, um, you know, psychiatric holds. Uh, We use it when we are talking about um, planning for Alzheimer's and dementia uh, and also people that have, you know, already have been diagnosed or, uh, you know, and have that document in place to be able to use it. And also it grants your agent the ability to tell health professionals, uh, doctors, to utilize experimental treatments uh, or drugs that might not be, you know, available or if you can't consent to due to your uh, incapacitation.
1: Another note about the mental health power of attorney is, unlike the other documents, it is a springing power of attorney, which um, Chris used the word durable before, which means that it's effective immediately and it still follows you through your incapacity. The mental health power of attorney is only activated if two doctors, your attending physician who knows you, and a specialist, typically a psychologist or psychiatrist, have determined that you have lost the ability to make decisions. And then that's when your agent can make those decisions regarding inpatient treatment, trial drug therapies, anything like that
0: question uh, in the chat. If you have dementia, how can you renew mental health power of attorney? Typically, we don't uh, do the, actually have one tomorrow where only one one person is renewing their mental health power of attorney because the other spouse, uh, unfortunately, you know, is, is unable to due to their their dementia. Um, you know, it, it, it's at that point where you have all these other uh, documents in place, more than likely, that are that are able to, you know, be used in in an instance that they're able to be used. And I think, uh, you know, if someone is deep in, in deep gone, ga- deeply gone, or far gone with dementia, they're they're more than likely in a nursing home already. So you're, you know, you as the surviving spouse or you know, your child. Niece, nephew, whoever you have named in these documents is managing the, the affairs. But it, you know, if you if you are unable to sign your name or remember who you are or, or something along those lines, or if you're incapacitated, you know, we're not going to be able to renew that, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and also built into those documents, um, it says that if you lose capacity within that two-year time frame and you can't sign a renewal we can actually get a letter from your doctor indicating that they believe you're not capable. And then we attach that to the existing document and it would continue for the rest of your life. So um, it doesn't mean that it expires. It just means like Chris said, you can't sign a new one, but it would continue to follow you.
0: And uh, what other legal steps then should, should you consider when there's an Alzheimer's or dementia diagnosis? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so really um, looking at these documents, so like Chris said, one of the things that, you know, you may have done years ago is appoint your spouse's power of attorney. Well, you need to be realistic about that. If they have dementia or Alzheimer's and you lose uh, the ability to take care of your affairs, can they really do that for you? Um, So in that situation, you can just rely on the backup agents if you have that in there and they would just get a letter from the doctor indicating your spouse doesn't have capacity. But what if your spouse thinks they have capacity and they disagree with that and they fight that? It would be better for you to update your power of attorney to remove your spouse as agent just so that those obstacles are not an issue. So we do recommend that. Um, so reviewing those documents. Um, also meeting with our office to talk through what are your care planning options. So if you are aware that, uh, you know, your spouse is going to need care, if you were to predecease them, we should really be talking through a plan to make sure that it's not a crisis for your family.